Shalom, alaikum, peace be upon you, and welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website is scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives. That's where you go to support this mission of truth. Well, this morning we are actually going to look at this week's Torah portion for the week, and it is Nitzvahim, or Nitzavim. And uh, it's a very short portion because, you know, a lot of years, Nitzvahim is combined together with Vayelech in the same reading. Uh, But this year, the way the calendar works, it's just this one portion. So it's only Deuteronomy 29, verse 9, through chapter 30, verse 20. So it's going to be uh, fairly short this morning. Uh, Before I read about the portion summary and and we start getting into it, I just want to remind everyone of the time of the year uh, that we're approaching and getting into. And uh, you probably, most of you, uh, probably listened to the Feast of Trumpets podcast I did a few days ago, or was it last week? Yeah, last week, I believe, on Friday. And uh, if you haven't, I would highly recommend that you go and listen to it. Now, a lot of the calendars, Jewish calendars, have it falling. Uh, let me see. Let me just pull this back up real quick. Have it falling on Monday, the 26th. So that would mean it starts probably Sunday night to Monday night or something along those lines. But in reality, it's supposed to be based off the sighting of the new moon. So it's really not a date that you can pinpoint because it was based on when the new moon would be seen in Israel and then they would do the trumpets and announce that the feast has begun. Of course, you can get pretty close, um, you know, knowing when it's going to be uh, fairly, you can get really, really close, Uh, but it's still supposed to be based on that, but we kind of, we have a general idea of when it's supposed to be, right? And uh, I would just be on really high watch, and I would recommend just kind of drawing close to God in prayer and things of that nature. You know, this time of year, while I think it's a time of, it's supposed to be a time of, of anticipation and watching and looking for the Lord, and it's a really a time of joy for the believer. It's still a season where some really bizarre things have historically happened. And we just need to be on watch and on alert. And I hate making, I hate saying things like this because they've come true way too often. So I prefer just not to say anything. Uh, Not that I can, you know, control that or whatever, but um, it's a, uh, I personally have a, a weird feeling about the next <laughs> week or so. Um, hopefully it's nothing. So be watchful, be in prayer, um, draw close to God and just keep your eyes open and, uh, have expectation. Things could get weird. The trumpet could blast or nothing at all could happen. Uh, only time will tell. All right. Now that that ridiculous intro is out of the way, 
Let's look at this week's Torah portion. The name of the 51st reading from the Torah is Nitzavim, which means standing. And the name is derived from the first verse of the portion in which Moses says, You stand, Nitzavim, today, all of you, before the Lord your God. In this portion, Moses invites the entire assembly of Israel to take on the covenant. He warns them that if they sin, they will go into exile, but he also predicts that in the future they will repent and God will return them to the land of Israel. So, the outline here is you have the terms of the covenant which Moses is going to give to them, repentance and forgiveness, and the choice of life and death. We've talked a lot about God's sovereignty in the last few weeks. But with that, I'm, I try to do my best to make sure that you understand there's still an expectation of, of behavior expected from God's people. And there's consequences to disobedience. And there is a choice involved there. And Moses is going to say, choose life. God's actually saying, choose life and walk in obedience. Let's get into the portion and let the scriptures speak for themselves. I'm going to read from the Hallelujah Scriptures as I typically do when we do our Torah portion. So we're ready for Deuteronomy, Devarim 29, starting with verse 9. Let's begin. Therefore, you shall guard the words of this covenant and do them so that you prosper in all that you do. All of you are standing today before Jehovah, your Elohim, your leaders, your tribes, your elders, and your officers, all the men of Yisrael, your little ones, your wives, and your sojourner who is in the midst of your camp, from the one who cuts your wood to the one who draws your water, so that you should enter into the covenant with Jehovah, your Elohim, and into his oath which Jehovah your Elohim makes with you today in order to establish you today as a people for himself. And he himself be your Elohim as he has spoken to you and as he has sworn to your fathers, to Abraham, to Yitzhak, that is to say Isaac, and to Yaakov, that is to say Jacob. And not with you alone, I am making this covenant and this oath, but with him who stands before us today, before Jehovah, our Elohim, as well as with him who is not here with us today. For you know now we dwelt in the land of Mitzrayim, that is to say Egypt, and how we passed through the nations which you passed through, and you saw their abominations and their idols, wood and stone, silver and gold, which were with them lest there should be among you a man or a woman or a clan or a tribe whose heart turns away today from Jehovah your Elohim to go and serve the mighty ones of these nations, lest there should be among you a root bearing bitterness or wormwood. And it shall be, when he hears the words of this curse, that he should barak himself, that is to say, bless himself in his heart, saying, I have peace, though I walk in the stubbornness of my heart in order to add drunkenness to thirst. 
Jehovah would not forgive him, but rather the displeasure of Jehovah and his jealousy shall burn against that man. And every curse that is written in this book shall settle on him, and Jehovah shall blot out his name from under the Shemayim, that is to say heavens. And Jehovah shall separate him for evil out of all the tribes of Israel, according to all the curses of the covenant that are written in this book of the Torah. And the generation to come of your children who rise up after you, and the foreigner who comes from a far land shall say, when they see the plagues of that land and the sickness which Jehovah has sent into it, all this land has sulfur, salt, and burning. It is not sown, nor does it bear, nor does any grass grow there like the overthrow of Sodom and Amorah. Adma and Setsboyim, which Jehovah overthrew in his displeasure and his wrath. And all the nations shall say, Why has Jehovah done so to this land? What does the heat of this great displeasure mean? And it shall be said, Because they have forsaken the covenant of Jehovah Elohim of their fathers, which he made with them when he brought them out of the land of Mitzrayim. And they went and they served other mighty ones and bowed themselves to them, mighty ones that they did not know and that he had not given to them. Therefore the displeasure of Jehovah burned against this land to bring, it on, to bring on it every curse that is written in his book. And Jehovah uprooted them from their land in displeasure and in wrath and in great rage and cast them into another land as it is today. The hidden belongs to Jehovah our Elohim, but what is revealed belongs to us and our children forever. To do all the words of this Torah. And it shall be when all these words come upon you, the barakah, that is to say blessing, and the curse which I have put before you, and you shall bring them back to your hearts among all the Gentiles where Jehovah your Elohim drives you. And you shall turn back to Jehovah your Elohim and obey his voice according to all that I commanded you today. With all your heart and with all your being, you and your children. Then Jehovah your Elohim shall turn back your captivity and shall have compassion on you. And he shall turn back and gather you from the people where Jehovah your Elohim has scattered you. Please note. God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, isn't he? You want to know what it would take for the real revival other than for God to send it. But it would look something similar to what he's saying here. And you shall turn back to Jehovah your Elohim and obey his voice according to all that I commanded you today, with all your heart and with all your being and your children, then Jehovah your Elohim shall turn back your captivity and shall have compassion on you. And he shall turn back and gather you from the peoples where Jehovah your Elohim has scattered you. We desperately need to turn back to the ways of God. To having true fear of the Lord. To magnifying the name of our Messiah. To walk away from these idols 
for churches to separate themselves from their apostasy and understand that God has set his people apart, has set them on a hilltop to be a salt and a light, not to be relevant to culture. Then there might be real revival. And those same godly men and women need to then produce and raise godly children who revere the name of God and walk in his ways. Instead of raising kids and then spoon-feeding them to the devil through the culture, allowing them to watch all the same garbage that other kids watch, Allowing them to participate and be a part of all the wickedness that all the other normal kids are. Well, because we don't want them to be excluded. Well, guess what? Faith is exclusive. God has a people. And you will know them by what? What did Jesus say? You will know them by their words that come out of their mouth? No. Because they showed up on church, showed up to church on Sunday? No. You will know them by their fruit. James says, in a nutshell, I'll demonstrate to you my faith by what I do. How I live my life will be the example. This is how you'll know that I am a follower of Christ because you'll look at me and I'm not like the rest of this world. Continuing on. If any of you are driven out to the farthest parts under the Shemayim, from there Jehovah your Elohim gathers you, and from there he takes you. And Jehovah your Elohim shall bring you to the land which your fathers possessed, and you shall possess it. And he shall do good to you and increase you more than your fathers. And Jehovah your Elohim shall circumcise your heart, and the heart of your seed to love Jehovah your Elohim with all your heart and with all your being so that you might live. And Jehovah your Elohim shall put all these curses on your enemies and on those who hate you and persecute you. And you shall turn back and obey the voice of Jehovah and do all his commands which I command you today. And Jehovah your Elohim shall make you have excess in all the work of your hand and in the fruit of your body and in the fruit of your livestock and in the fruit of the ground for good. For Jehovah turns back to rejoice over you for good as he rejoiced over your fathers. If you obey the voice of Jehovah your Elohim to guard his commands and his laws which are written in this book of the Torah. If you turn back to Jehovah, your Elohim, with all your heart and with all your being. For this command, which I am commanding you today, it is not too hard for you, nor is it far off. It is not in the Shemayim to say, Who shall ascend into the Shemayim for us and bring it to us and cause us to hear it so that we can do it? Nor is it beyond the sea to say, Who shall go over to the sea for us and bring it to us and cause us to hear it so that we do it? For the word is very near you, in your mouth and in your heart, to do it. Please note, this is according to God. 
<laughs> this is this isn't Sean, but this is contrary to what we teach, isn't it? Oh, it's impossible to obey God, right? Why bother? It's impossible. Let's just let's just pour us a glass of greasy grace, and just forget about obedience because you can't do it, and it's impossible. Even though the New Testament talks about how. The Holy Spirit strengthens you, and Jesus is setting you, set you free from the bondage of sin. And you know, let's ignore that. Let's pretend that that's not there. And what does God say about His commands? He says, "For the command, this is through Moses, obviously. For the command which I am commanding you today, it is not too hard for you, nor is it far off." He's saying it's not that it's not too difficult. It's not far. You don't need to. You not. You don't need to say who can go. Who can ascend into the heavens and go get this for us, or who can cross the sea and, and bring this to? It? it is in your heart, and you can do it. Then what does he say? Verse fifteen. See, I have put before you today chai. That is to say, life and good and death. And evil, and that I am commanding you today to love your Elohim. By the way, sorry to keep interrupting, but how do we know that we love God? John the Apostle says, This is how we obey his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. That's not an Old Testament scripture, that's New Testament. Apostle John. This is how we know that we love God. That we obey His commandments and His commandments are not grievous. And so, what is, what, what is the commandment here? In that I am commanding you today to love Jehovah your Elohim. To walk in His ways. To guard His commands and His right laws. I mean, sorry. And His laws and His right rulings. And you shall live and increase, and Jehovah your Elohim shall baruch, that is to say, bless you in the land which you go to possess. But, but if your heart turns away, and you do not obey, and you shall be drawn away, and shall bow down to other mighty ones and serve them, I have declared you today that you shall certainly perish, and shall not prolong your days in the land which you are passing over the Yarden, to enter and possess. I have called the Shemayim, that is to say the heavens, and the earth as a witness today against you. I have put before you, second time this has been said, Chai, that is to say life, and death, and the blessing, and the curse. Therefore you shall choose Chai, you shall choose life, so that you live, both you and your seed. Last verse. To love Jehovah your Elohim, to obey his voice, and to cling to him. For he is your high, he is your life, and the length of your days to dwell in the land which Jehovah swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. And that, my friends, is the end of our study this morning. I pray that you've been challenged and blessed. And that the word of God is speaking clearly to you this morning. My prayer for all of you is that you would not be 
Well, my prayer is that you would be sober. And I'm not talking about drunkenness. I'm talking about alertness, awareness. That you'd be watching and, and waiting. And just paying close attention. And like the scriptures just ended with saying, and clinging to God. And I pray that today you would choose life. This is not to say that you would choose salvation. If you've trusted in Christ and you believe that God rose him from the dead, you will be saved. I'm talking about your behavior as you demonstrate your love for God, which comes with cursings and blessings. According to the scriptures, not according to Sean. That's all I have for you this morning. Thanks for listening. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.